Welcome to Turning Purple, where we take an in-depth look at life as an independent artist. The good, the bad, and the kiki carry of it all. Hello there. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> oh, you sound excited, Erica. Hey. Are you beaten down <laughs> by the voyage, the journey, the work schedule, the workload? Workloads. No, I think it's going to be fun. What's going to be fun? You often okay. you tend to talk as if everyone listening knows what's going on between everything that we that we've been doing. It's endearing. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's great. endearing. <laughs> you can explain. Well, <laughs> listeners, we're currently in Los Angeles, California, which is why you cannot listen with your eyes, only with your ears. Yeah, that's because not really why. It's because Erica is not dressed as a woman right now. If you were, it might be a different story. It might be a different story, but I'm not. We have the cameras. We do have the cameras. I just wasn't featuring specifically she getting went, in drag today because back to being a man. I've got a lot of drag coming up. Oh, you went back to being a man. <laughs> <laughs> not entirely. Um. But yeah, she's got a lot of drag. Yeah, to this do, was not so. a drag day, but Today there's going to be day. many a drag day in the near future. There's going to be many a drag day in the near future. I mean, very near. I'm, I, I might even pop on a wig or two. I've been Girl. known to wear a cunty bang piece. You have been known, and you do have plenty of hats to stick perch them under. There's plenty of footage of that. If you guys watch season six of Hey Queen. Season five, season five, and season six. You're featuring a cunty bang. I did. I didn't actually start with the cunty bang. That's it. Kind of evolved into the cunty bang mm. when I took a, took one of the go to bed wigs and jokingly squished it together and put it under my hat. And I was like, you know what? This show is just gay enough that I should be wearing a cunty bang piece. And I agree. Ever, ever since. Cunty bang. Everybody. I mean, life's needs. too short not to wear a cunty bang piece on Hey Queen. Exactly. It's <laughs> very specific, but yes. Life's too short. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard that anecdote before. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's universal, really. <laughs> well, you know what I did was I started doing it, and my intention was to be as gay oh, as possible on Hey Queen. And after observing and after incubating and investigating <laughs> and composing the first few episodes, I took a look back for a little bit of clarification. <laughs> and then I had to go on to correction and add the cunty bang piece because it wasn't it and was gayish to look, but it just wasn't quite history enough. So yes, Miss Claire, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, Miss Clarification. We have to do the season spiel because we didn't do it. We, but 
We can do the spiel. See, it's not as easy as it sounds. Season spiel. Season spiel. Season spiel. Raspberry. Raspberry. Season spiel. This season on Turning Purple, if you're just joining us, we are taking a deep dive into process. Our creative processes. Because we have had some requests to speak on said subject and neither of us could do so because we didn't have any idea what it was. It just happens. So uh, we did some light research (laughs) and found um, some steps a creative, some steps to a creative process that we wanted to use to lo- that we're going to use as a lens through which to examine our creative process. We found past, some present. steps. <laughs> we found some steps. Past, past present, we're going to use it as a lens through which to examine our process, past present, in future. Ooh. <laughs> Y'all time travelers? Yep, we're time travelers. <laughs> and the the uh, the steps that we mopped are as follows: intention, incubation, investigation, composition, clarification, correction, and completion. 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 Uh, today we're on clarification. Is that when you dress up like a lady named Claire? No, clarification is when you go and to Claire's you, Boutique at the mall and you buy all the accessories and then you wear all of them at the same time as part of your look. Oh, that's clarification. Yeah, you've been clarified. Clarification. You, you, you do that, but you have to do that, dress up like a lady named Claire, and then you got to dance to Planet Claire. Yeah, and you you have to make sure to get your ear pierced with the gun at Claire's when you before you leave. With the gun, with I did gun. not. Do I got that. my. That's where I got my my right is wrong ear piercing. Oh, you right? You only have one ear pierced. I got it pierced on the gay side. I don't want people thinking I'm straight. I got both of mine done. I got mine done at Andromeda, the legendary Andromeda uh, piercing that- and tattoo on Saint Mark's. In New York, oh. New York City, St. Mark's, New York City. Aren't you just fancy New York City rock star East Village? I mean, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I got mine done with the gun. In where did I get it? I was with my sis sister. How old were you when I you think, got it? Oh, I was like in my twenties because I got my I got my cartilage pierced on the left side when I was sixteen with a blue. Gem, like a like a sapphire, fake sapphire, and um, <laughs> did it? And did you get a keloid? No, my dad made me take it out because he is a terrible person, <laughs> and he told he me did not want my mom to get, told me that I could get, get my ear pierced because my mom's cool, and my dad. I, I didn't even ask him. My parents were divorced at the time and I was living with my mom most of the time. And so I went over to my dad's house. He saw it and he was like, take that out. I'm not, I don't approve of that. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And I'm like 16 years old. I'm like, give me a break. I've been gay for two years already, girl. Um, and 
Girl. And Miss Heaney. <laughs> Miss Thing. Um, I'm going to get all and, ready And for then two he years. was like, no, take it out. So I took it out. And then, uh, and, and I, and I hadn't had it. I only had had it for like a week or two or something. And, and then it closed up in a day and I couldn't get it back in. And yeah. So then, and then I got my belly button pierced when I was 18 because that was like the first piercing I could do. Like I could just go and get it done. I got that done in a tattoo parlor. And then I got my ear pierced when I was like, I think after college probably, yeah, I think I got it when I was like 22 or 23. Because I was like, why don't I have my right ear pierced? Duh. I don't know many people that only have one ear pierced. I think you're the only person that I know that has one ear pierced. Well, my face is too feminine to have both ears pierced. People might get confused. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Feminine at the time. (laughs) In my early 20s. Yeah. You put on a swipe of mascara and look like Susan Powder. Exactly. (laughs) Catherine Papadopoulos. Oh, yeah. You were giving a very Catherine Papadopoulos. Yeah. It was very soft. Very Georgian ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> so Claire's it was for me. I got I got mine done at Claire's for free. All you have to do is buy the um buy the thing that you put in shitty it. Shitty stud that they put in there. Um yeah. Clarification. So the step the brawn, in case we you've forgotten we, after our rambling. We, we, <laughs> they're like, what? What are you talking are, about? Where are they going with this? Clarification. It is not when you go to Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. I think to me, clarification, this is something that I'm very, very, very much aware. This is something that immediately, I immediately knew what it was because I'm very aware that it's happened. It's been a part of my process just at a glance even. And it's, some, it's funny because it's something that you were like not super sure about. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely could see it easily, um, like applied to, to past work and stuff that we're doing now. Um, I guess it strikes me as, uh, it could be, it, it could take on, I think, different shapes, but it's like a, taking a step back. It's a review, an evaluation. Mm-hmm. And also because of the fact that I can very clearly see that everything that I've ever worked on creatively has taken turns that I never could have imagined when I was first yeah. thinking yeah. of it. Yeah. So I think you could the initial my initial reaction to this as a step to clarification is that it's a review, an mm-hmm. evaluation. Yeah, it's like it's like a Figuring out where you stand with what you just created, what you've in the composition step, um, and how that might relate to your original intention. You know, yeah, how it might relate to your religion, original intention, your original <laughs> intention, but it also, you know, upon exam, things can take. Complete, you know, 180s. Things can take turns that you never expected. Yeah. Um, 
and once you've composed, you know, during the process of composition, you can things can morph and change, and mm-hmm. uh, you can end up somewhere that you didn't really expect or could or couldn't could never really have expected or planned for. Yeah. So at that point, I could see that you could. I've definitely experienced this. I mean, you could become. There are multiple. There are probably a multitude of reactions that one could have when ending up somewhere different than you had anticipated. But I've definitely. I, I think I've probably had them all. So it could be like panic. Uh, you know, it could be disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be exhilaration. Uh, and depending upon, this is the time to have to take and to take. Let those things wash over you. Take it all. Just in. take it all in. And assess. Yeah. Anybody, if you have done the work of the, if you're working, if you're working the steps, then you have a lot to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily time, you know, once you're done, if it's not what you wanted, you still got. It's all good. It's all good because you're still in the middle. You're not done. You're not yet. done with the process. You're not that's, done with the that, process. See, that's what we were talking about last week. The composition. We always, I think, a lot of people think of that as the only step. So if you write a song and then you go listen back to it and you're not gagging for it, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're a terrible songwriter and you should give up and throw yourself off a bridge. It just means that you. This is now. Now is your chance to look at this song and say, "How can this be better? How can this be more like what I originally, the original idea I had in my head?" You know, because you know, Betty Crocker didn't come up with the perfect cake recipe the first time around, honey. Right? We don't know that for a fact, but I'm going to go ahead and say that she probably did it. What did you say? Is she even a real person? I don't know. I think well, she was. If at Betty some point. Crocker is a real person, I'm sure she, she did was. not come up with that I yummy don't. yellow cake recipe with all those preservatives <laughs> and nasty whoever even knows what's in there. I'm sure that took a while. I'm sure it took a few tries. Um, so basically, what I'm saying is you like cake. Betty Crocker cake from the box is actually delicious. And <laughs> this you can create something, you can write a song, you can make a dress, whatever. That doesn't just because you you got from the first verse to the outro doesn't mean that you can't look at this and continue to Still make decisions. If it's not what you wanted or something else, this is the time to evaluate. Yeah. Like if it's something, if it turned into something else, clearly you've learned something along the way. Yeah. And I think this is, this is the time not, don't wait until you're in your mind done, done. You know what I mean? Because we all have to make that decision too when we are actually finished with something. Because as creators, you can keep going back and keep going back. And keep going back and be like, what if I did this? What if I did that? You know, before you mm-hmm. actually release it to the world. But now's the time in this in the creative process where you can ask yourself, is this what I wanted to create? 
is this like making me like excited and happy about, is this about sharing this with people? Do I even like it? Do I like it? <laughs> Do I hate it? You know? Do I hate it? Um, and, you know, like I always do that. Like I, I, I go from, I go from, you know, I have a wide range of like creative process, uh, like time frames. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, for example, I worked on my last single, with the uh, the single "Daddy," I started. I wrote that song in 2019 in the spring. I think I wrote it in the spring. I finally uh, and then I released it the next year. It took me a year from when I wrote it to when it actually got released. Girl. You know, mm-hmm. and some people would say that's not that long, you know. Um, but Linda Evangelista, the song that I produced with Aja's voice from Drag Race, I produced it and I released it within, you know, 12 hours of beginning to release. Um, so, you know, there's a big difference. Um, but with both of those, I always take a a little bit of time to listen back to what I did, you know, and be like, okay, is this it? Is this is this really it right here? Is this gonna is this working? You know, some te- some people write songs, and I don't think that they do this this step because the song is not that good. I, I think they're just so like fixed on the fact that they did this song and it's like they did it and it's done you know what i mean and it's done it's like i i did it you know but it's like it's not about what how fast or slow or whatever you know like is it good is it hot to you and if it's hot to you then great you know but but i think you need to check in yes and show it to some people sometimes you know this, see how yeah, other definitely people react. clarification I, I like a, a creative process that involves other people from beginning to end. Yeah. But this is definitely, if if you don't, yeah. you definitely should. It is so weird how on this part I can listen to a song that I that I wrote or produced or whatever created a million times by myself. But the first time I listen to it with somebody else in the room listening to it it completely changes and I can hear how like things are working really well or not working really well. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's like crazy. Like for some reason having the other person's perspective in your mind as you see them listen to it can like expose all these new things. So I always recommend to have like a couple people that you know and trust that aren't just going to be like everything you do is amazing. Oh my god, this is so amazing! Just because they don't want to hurt your feelings or whatever. It's people that will really give you the tea on like what they think about what you did, you know. 
I always recommend that to people because it really does help. Just and it's not even like sometimes like I always show you my songs after I write them. Yeah. And it's sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You know what I mean? Like I just it's not even about like your feedback after you hear the song. It's literally just having you in the room hearing the song that helps me understand what I need to do to maybe make it better or something or, you know, or what's just what, what I need to cut or what I need to add. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. so weird. I don't know. It's some kind of weird phenomenon because you're, you start thinking through the other person's, you see it through the other person's eyes or hear it through the other person's ears for the first time. Because when you hear a song and you, that you write and you listen to it a hundred times, you know, you, you hear it different than anybody else is going to hear it. You know, yeah, for sure. So. I think, well, as far as like creating, I agree with the with writing songs, like, and do, doing music in general, like having other people involved, especially after, yeah, it's composed. Like to listen through it is extremely helpful. Make that I'm list not and sure. check it twice, honey. Make that list. Check it twice. I for when I'm making stuff like to wear. When I'm making like stuff to wear, oh. <laughs> um, until recently, it was always such a journey that I just felt like there was a lot of clarification going on. Uh, and generally, when I make most things, because of the all of the constraints under which I would have worked in the past, like money, time, money and time being money, time and skill level mm-hmm. being the major three uh, limitations under which I've created most of the things that I've created. Um, the composition process, like I said before, last time when we were talking about composition, is something I don't generally enjoy, mm-hmm. and. It's also, I can't think of a time that I made something at all and it came out the way that I had thought that it was going to come out or, or the, the original way that I maybe initially thought of. Mm-hmm. So there's always been, like clarification has been a part, composition has clarified what it is that I am able, this is how it works for me, What, especially under all the constraints under which that I've worked in the past, mm-hmm. it clarifica- the, the clarification comes kind of hand in hand with composition or as a result of composition mm-hmm. because I find out what it is that I am actually going to be able to do and what I need you know, according to the constraints that I'm working under. Uh, that makes sense? Yeah. And then from there, I can look at what I've made and make decisions. I can review what it is that I've made and make decisions based on the constraints that I'm working under, based on what kind of, what, what kind of time I have left, what kind of budget I have left, and what kind of skills I'm currently working with. Mm. Would you say that you usually have a strong concept of what you want to create or are you just kind of like 
figuring it out as you go in the first place? I'd say it depends on what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, in general, it depends on what it depends on the size of the project. Right. Well, obviously, All if of you're the making things- like you know, you're making the dress. You've made three or four of these dresses that are in a similar shape. You know what you're going for in that mm-hmm. part. part but like, I'm talking this recent. More recently, I've been. This has been a more clear cut right. process that I know what I'm making and I make right. it. It never used to be like that. I never used to have time for that, or I guess maybe I just didn't have the discipline for that. Well, um, it was also like this with this. You're doing like multiple of the same kind of look. Yeah, it's like a collection. In different fabrics. Mm-hmm. But before, you were doing a completely different look every time, so it's kind of like harder to I kind completely of thought, conceptual. Like yeah. once you solidify, like, I did this look, I really like the way this looks, now I'm going to do it in multiple other fabrics, that's totally different. That's like kind of replicating what you've already done. This is kind of a, a looking at it as a, creating a wardrobe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I'm, but I'm it, saying like if like you're creating, but the first over. time you created that, you know, silhouette, mm-hmm. it was probably different, you know. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like I don't really conceptualize, usually conceptualize the type of song that I'm writing before I write it. I I usually just kind of like it takes shape as I'm creating. I'll have like an idea to do a song about a certain subject, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think of music as um a lot of times I don't think of music with a genre. Um, and it really confuses me when people lead with genre, um, because that's not the way that I, that's not the way that my brain works. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like with, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, well, like because you, a lot people of people start, like, a lot of people, this is the type of music that I'm going to make. Yes. And you don't ever do that. No, I don't. And I think that's why my the range of the type of music that I've made is so big. And most artists ha- don't have that much of a range. Everything is more like in the same world, you know? Yeah. But I just have a really, I, I don't, I, I still can't decide if I want to have a specific sound because I do, like, I also do different things. Produce me. I produce tracks that I'm not singing on for like the club and like dance music, and with those I do usually have a more specific sound. But even that ranges, mm-hmm. you know. And then I do like the stuff that I sing on. Some of it's R and B. Some of it's pop. Some of it's funkier. Some of it's more dancey. Some of it's. Do you think you know, that that is? I just don't I because I think that it's a result of me not having a concept of like this is what I want it to sound like, you know? I I think more about the subject matter. Do you have any idea lyrics. if that's if you're if that's something that's more specific to you or something that a lot of 
artistic, like producer, like, you know, singer songwriter producer's experience? I'm not sure really, but it seems like most recording artists like have, they stay in the same lane for the most part from at least in certain, uh, eras. Uh, obviously, Madonna has it's gone not. from, you know, has gone to extremes with her sound. Yes. You know? For sure. Um, from album to album. Yeah. Especially in the, you know, late 90s and th- early 1000s. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, but but I think but she's kind of the exception, you know. Usually, Madonna when, kind of is a genre, you know. <laughs> in, well, in a way, I mean, she kind of like she kind of. Uh, I think she, she, but but she was always very specific to the album. Is this genre? You know what I mean? Yeah, the albums. So, but for me, I, I guess I, I can't even really like focus that much. Well, I mean, my first album was a very specific genre. Yes. So I was very into Neo Soul. It was Neo Soul. Straight at up. the time. And my second album is very Neo Soul mm-hmm. as well. Straight up. The album that I'm working on now is a little bit of Neo Soul, a little bit of like R&B pop dance uh top 40 super chill smooth like neo soul stuff uh experimental dance uh there's there's a lot of range blues yeah you know what i mean like there's a wide range but i think it all I think what ties it together is the intention. I hope so because I think that it is a lot of range and I could have done, you know, I could have started when I started, I think that I was in one place and then as I continued to, to do the songs, I was, I was not focused on staying in that place. You know what I mean? I think there are different but, uh, types of albums. Like there are albums. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's that, good or bad. I'm just saying like it's 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 a it's a it's an album with a very wide range of sound. Yes, that is true. And uh, but there are lots of albums with a wide range of different you know sounds. Yeah, I guess I'm. I don't know. Not all al- albums are are like have a a cohesive sound from front to back. Yeah. Like style, as far as the style of the songs go, there are a lot of great albums that are all singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't necessarily, I mean, you wouldn't, and then, you know, and I think most good artists have a, some of both kinds of albums. Mm-hmm. Like Bjork, for instance. I wouldn't say that, you know, I would say that some of her albums are not, some of her albums are very cohesive. Mm-hmm. Some of her earlier stuff, not so much. Yeah. There are a bunch of really great songs that sound like her, mm-hmm. but not necessarily, they don't like, you could listen to them 
by themselves or front to back. Mm. Like one, like for my favorite album of hers, Vespertine, is something you could listen front to back and sound, and you would almost be unaware that the songs were changing. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And like then, like uh, Key Push, she's got a lot of albums that are great songs, but not necessarily the same vibe from front to back. Mm. Um, and then there's something like Ariel that pretty much sounds like one long song. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that there's most artists have a, some of both types of albums. Any artist that has been around for a long time has generated multiple albums, has some of each, it mm -hmm. seems like. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that one is any better than the other. Yeah. But I think that... Um, I think a the vibe of, people, of yours of your album is very apparent. Yeah, I think the concept and the vibe is very much. Yeah, is what but I think I think I mean I've met a lot of people that are very they lead with their genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not about what the songs are about; it's more about what the sound is about. You know, mm -hmm. and for me, I'm like as a songwriter. To me, songs don't even usually have genre. It depends on what the, the kind of music that you put behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, uh, you know, a song can go from being an R&B song to a country song, to a pop song, to a dance song. It all depends on the instrumentation and mm -hmm. music that you put under it. And a lot of hits over the years have done just that. Right. And it's like, you know, that's why people could cover songs and they can sound completely different. Mm -hmm. You know? There's been a bunch of hits that have, have bounced genres. Yeah. And been hits. And yeah. not, and people then the audiences were none the wiser. Right. There are country songs that were huge country hits and then huge pop hits. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes sung by and the same a, person. And that's why it's weird because like <laughs> as a songwriter and a singer, it's like I don't really care what kind of music is behind me as long it's about me singing the song that I wrote. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the song will call for um whatever it calls for in my mind as far as the sound and the instruments and what the the backing, you know, the music. But like that's not really what it's about. You know, and, and that's just like when I do all these like mashups when I perform live with DJs and stuff. Like, it doesn't matter what the music is. I can sing a song that everybody knows in this club over this beat that nobody's ever heard of, you know? Yeah. And totally make it work and turn it in, turn a song that everybody know, everyone knows into something different, you know, by changing the music behind it. Which is like what I do all the time when we do, I do it on our live stream all the time. You know, yeah. I take house tracks and then like sing a song and then it has different harmony because it has different chord progression, different tempo, different feel, different vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I love that type of thing when you can take a song that you've heard a million times and change it and it. It reinterprets it, and we're doing it with your new project. Yeah, where we're doing, uh, you're doing a bunch of like great classic songs, like covers, pop songs, but we're completely changing the music around it, and totally and the vibe, and like totally turning it around. Yeah. And it's so cool because when you do that, you change almost. You can change the meaning of the lyrics just by the way 
you know, or you can highlight the meaning of the lyrics, or yeah, or you can interpret you can make people interpret the lyrics in a different way yeah. that they never would have thought of. You know what I mean? So I think that I love that type of stuff. Um, uh, you know, I I think that. But like that, what I'm, my point of of the genre thing was, <laughs> I know, way out there, um, was that like it's our show. I think a, I think want. that like I don't. I had a hard time. Well, I didn't say this yet, but I had a hard time with this step in the process. Understanding understanding a, a, what this was, what we were talking about with clarification, and. Like some of the other steps, I was always doing it, but I never really realized that I was doing it because I didn't put a name to it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I think it's hard for me to clarify because I don't really know exactly what I'm going after in the first place, you know? But I, but in, if you take away like the, is this what I want to do? I think it's a, it's my it's my time in the process to figure out like do I even like this because I didn't really yes. know what I was creating in the first place you know I think it's a malleable like so many of the other steps depending upon what you've done prior mm-hmm. and also it doesn't ha- necessarily have to have anything to do with the the steps before necessarily mm-hmm. I mean, you can. It doesn't have to be about going back to something because you maybe you didn't get that far away from it, right? It doesn't have to be about that. I think clarification. I guess it's easier for it's easier for me to see because I can see it very clearly in everything that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Because everything that I've ever done has changed in some like some way, sometimes very drastically. Right. But um, I think my whole point of that was because it's interesting. We are two polar opposites when it comes to things of creation. Because I think you proje- you have a vision in your mind of what it's going to be when it's done. Yeah, and I, I do, don't I do that. Do you know? And I don't do that. I'm just kind of like. It's gonna be what it is when I finish it, you know. Like I don't know what it's gonna be, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting the two sides of it, of like, you know what you want it to be, and then you have to strive to like get there or like kind of deal with the you know compromise of like what you created and what you thought it was gonna be, or you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. You know my my motto of less thinking, more doing. Where it's just like, I don't know what it's going to be. It's probably not going to be. Even if I think about what I want it to be, it's probably not going to end up being that anyway. So what's the point? Let me just like focus on like getting it, getting something done, and then we'll see if it turns out good in the end. You know what I mean? Mm. Um. So that would seem that. That what you've just explained would seem to me that this would be a the highlight of your process because you can figure out what you've what you've created. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's all it's it's weird to think about it, and when we say it like that, because it's like we're literally like getting past like going through a door, and now we're at 
clarification, but it's uh, it's it's a constant. It's a continuum. It's a continuum. It's like as you create, as you compose, you clarify and continue to compose. And you know, none of these steps are like one, two, three, four, five. Really, you know, they're all kind of mixed in together. But yeah, I mean, it is. I always had a hard time, you know clarifying or explaining what my music was in the first place, you know, because to me it's just music that I created, you know, it's, it, it's not like I never thought about the genre. So it wasn't like, this is what I do. I am a Neo soul, whatever, you know, mm. you know, like that, like I just never, it, it, that's just not how my brain works. And that's so why I had a hard time branding myself for so long because I didn't know like what I wanted to be or what I mm-hmm. wanted to, for people to see me as, you know what I mean? It seems to me that, especially for me, and I think probably for a lot of other people, when you're composed, when you're making, when you're in the throes of making creation, composition, like the actual composing of what it is that you're trying to create, mm-hmm. new information arises for me. There's always something new. And I oh, guess, yeah. and, and t- clarification is just, to me, taking the time to assimilate that new information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. And then making decisions about it. Yeah. And I think that, like, one thing that I'm, I'm making so many great realizations about my creative process through this podcast <laughs> because I do not like sit here and think about these type of things normally. Um, but just like I wrote, I wrote this song the other, the other uh, last week, I guess the title track for my album, which mm. I'm not going to spill yet. <laughs> um, but I wrote the song twice, right? Yeah. I knew I wanted to write a song. All I really knew was that I wanted to write a song with that title that mm-hmm. we that we had talked about. And I was like, that would be a great title for an album. That's all I knew. I didn't know if it was going to be a happy song or a sad song or which side of the, you know, coin I was on, you know, about how I felt about this this word or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so... I have to say it, that I was surprised with the initial direction that you went in mm-hmm. because I, that's not what I that when that's not what came to my mind when you had first brought it up as a concept. Yeah. No, I don't think it. I I think that, but, but I went, but the I went, track that you did make the first time around. I really love. Mm-hmm. I think the the lyrics the lyrics I was surprised by, but the track I thought was really great. Yeah, and the track stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wrote this song in it and I kind of went on the sad side of things and it was like, feel, let me feel bad for myself and let, let's have a downer song. Yeah. I didn't really see that coming. And which is normally my go-to because that's, that's where most songwriters go. Mm-hmm. They go to the darker place. It's just like they say, writing comedy is harder than writing drama. Writing a good, fun, 
like fun party song can be a lot harder than writing a, my life's so terrible, you know, I'm so sad, you left me, blah, blah, blah. But like, it, it, it for me at least, mm-hmm. you know, it it's not as easy to like pull out a super catchy, yeah. fun, the clever. Because the that you, you had know. or came up with struck me as a bit campy. So I thought, in my mind, it was going to be like a fun Right. Like toe tapper. Right. <laughs> exactly. And with the track, because the track was really like, moving too, you know. It, but I went for like sad. And then I listened back to it. It wasn't working. There was it wasn't even about the fact that the mood wasn't working. It was just like the chorus was not locking in for me. And then I went the complete opposite side and did like I really miss some of those harmonies. A fun, <laughs> you know. Maybe I could do an maybe I could do an interlude afterwards where I do those harmonies because I do like those harmonies too. Yeah, they're really good. But I did a completely different song, completely different genre, even though it's the same music behind it. You know, which is is weird, but like I like it more, and it's much more poppy, and it's much more fun, and has much more sassy attitude towards it. Which I love a sassy attitude in a vocal. And I don't know, but like, I didn't, that's the thing. Like I didn't know it's, it, I, my process is like, sometimes I just have to create it and hear it for myself before I can like know what I want it to, what, like, I think it like, it's like trial and error sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I have to hear it back. And I have to write it before I can decide whether or not it's something that I want to write. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get ya. So yeah, it's like it's hard to it's hard for me to understand clarification because I don't always know what I'm trying to clarify. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I think this is very it's very apparent to me, especially in the stuff that we've been working on lately. Um, there's been a whole lot of clarification because we've straight up changed the video product projects that we've been working on have straight up changed into completely different things. Mm -hmm. But there's things that we wouldn't have known until we started making them. Right. Because we aren't filmmakers. Right. So we wouldn't have known any of these things. But yeah, and that that, uh, the same way was total trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried one thing, I'm looking back at it, I'm like, you know, it's just not really doing it for me, doesn't mm-hmm. really give me anything. And then I'm like, let's try something else. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this looks cool. Like, let's do more of this, you know? Yeah. Not really something that you could conceptualize because we don't have the skill set. Because I've to never do done it before. Exactly. Yeah. So we would have, we had to do it in order to to get the new information that we needed to clarify the vision. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean like yeah, it, it was but at the same time, your original intention was not even in this ballpark. You know, your original intention for the for the shooting the videos of the songs that we're doing was more like we're just going to shoot these vid- we're just going to shoot myself singing these songs. You know? Mm. Now the intention. It's into, I think the, more, the intention. Was we're shooting more, music videos. Yeah, the intention was more uh, volume. Just, 
Uh, yeah, you just wanted to have something to put on YouTube. I just wanted to have more stuff. Yeah. But but the more we went in, the now, I think the level of which some of them, I wanted it all to be in the same, to live in the same universe. Everything that's happening right now. I wanted it all to like speak to what I'm doing right now, like who I am right now mm-hmm. and the stuff that I'm working on. So I wanted to sort of to all to be in the same universe and I was hoping to have a large amount so that I could just be like, so that I would feel more comfortable being like, hey, look at me, here I am. If there's something for people to actually get into. Does that make sense? So that was kind of the intention. It makes sense. That was the, that was the intention. But what happened, what ended up happening is it ended up be, you know, one of the projects ended up coming out really well and being very similar to what I had envisioned and coming across as very cool. Uh-huh. And then everything and else then. had to, and then everything else had to kind of, in my mind, that's when everything changed. The first time that I saw, the first time that I saw how the dance videos that we were making were going to come out, uh-huh. the first time, I, the first one of those that I looked at, I was like, "This is really cool. This is mm. pretty much exactly what I wanted, um, and it's much better than I ever could have hoped for it turning out." Now I can't just do whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I can't. It all had kind of had to be in my mind. It started to shift. I was like, right. kind of all the rest of this stuff needs to be at the same level and have the same, mm. be as fresh and cool, yeah. and and fun, yeah. So things had to change. Yeah, and that's the thing. You never want to just do whatever, right? I mean, that's not exactly what I meant. I mean, I just cut. Like I said before, in my mind, it was more about volume, right, and less but, about. I think, yeah, but you have to remember that it really shouldn't be about volume because if you think about the audience, they could know you for one thing. That's all you need. One good thing. That's That's the way that the audience mind thought process was, like I said, it was very similar to the thought process, like the process that I've always had, which is I decide to do something and I immediately, because of, because I'm a pessimist and because of, you know, and a worrier, I always look at, I guess my mind immediately goes to what are the limitations, what limitations am I working under Mm -hmm. before I start anything? I've never really actually thought about that before, but I guess my mind immediately went to what are the limitations? Yeah. So I'm like, I have this much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to get this much stuff done. Yeah. So I need to just bang, 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 bang. You know what I yeah. mean? In my yeah, mind, yeah. that's what it but was. But that's the thing that um, people... That has, since, that's, that that's, has since changed. You know, that's the reason... But that's how it started. But that's the reason that sometimes, you know, for me, less is more. Like, I don't do a music video for every single song that I put out because if I don't feel like I can really do it the song justice with a music video. If I don't think the music video is going to do the song justice, I would much rather just put out like the audio or maybe I'll just do a simple lyric video or something because I don't want something to, uh, you know, get in the way of 
the song. I wasn't thinking about these as music videos. Right. At all. Right. You but but I think and I but I think that like if you're gonna about do a video to a song, you might as well do a music video. You were thinking about you well originally you were thinking about it's a live performance. Yes. But that wasn't really working. You know, the sound <laughs> and they're in your living room and I don't know. You can always do that, you know, but I think that since it, since it also evolved into like, don't just do these and put them on YouTube. Let's make an album. Then it's like, well, let's make a music video for the songs that you're going to release as the singles, you know? So it just kind of, it changes. It definitely does. There's a lot, a lot has been clarified. There's been a lot of clarification going on yeah. in this process. Like you're not just, you're not just doing music video. You're not just doing YouTube videos. Now you're doing an album and you're making music videos. Yeah. Because you're worth it. Because I'm worth it. Um, I guess you could possibly, I could see getting, um, like many of the other steps, getting hung up. I'm confusing, hung up. confusing, I'm maybe confusing this you. with like with uh, um, procrastination or something. Well, that's the thing that like kind of sucks about the if waiting in the creative process of like from the time that you actually compose it or create it until the time that it uh, actually comes out and you still have the option to go back and change and uh, reevaluate and like it more or maybe like it less. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I... Like I said before, dependent upon what your tendencies may be, this might be a time for you to practice restraint. Yeah, for sure. Um like me, it would probably this would be a time for someone like me to practice restraint, someone who is prone to procrastination. Yeah. I mean, I don't go for it for too long. Don't yeah, don't don't continue. I mean, you can only clarify for so long. You can only correct so many times. Um because at the end of the day, if you never put it out, then it's just, you know, a hobby. <laughs> and it's just something you're doing for yourself. If you're not going to share it you with were, the world, yeah. then what's the point? You, know you were I mean? talking about uh, earlier <clears throat> when we were talking. You can start excitement. to like it. Yeah, like I'm never excited. I'm never excited about a song Usually, well, I should say usually. I don't think I'm ever excited about a song as much as the day that I write it, because it's new. It's in my like I just created this idea, this song in my mind. The more I listen to it, the I don't know, like the less excited I am about it. Just like you know, you're excited to wear your new shirt the first time you know the first time you wear your new shirt you're like oh i got a new shirt look it's so cute blah 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 the 10th time you wear the shirt you're like whatever you know doesn't mean it's any less cute or better or worse you know it's just not as excited because it's not new anymore 
But you have to remember that like it's new to everybody else because it's still not even out. For sure. So you can't like listen to it a million times and start changing stuff when it was fine in the first place. To keep that momentum. You've got to keep the momentum going. Yeah, and don't, lo- don't lose the momentum because then a lot of people, like they have the song and they're like, yeah, I had this song and I did it, but like, I don't know. I've had it in my computer for a couple years and now I just don't know if it's, it's like, well, it's still brand new to everybody else just because you've been listening for, to it every day for the last two years, you know? So it's like, that's why I like to like, I'm anxious as fuck to get my album out now because I wrote all the songs. I just need to record these vocals. I don't want to have that time. I don't want to have to wait a year like I did with my last single. You don't. You know? And I just want to like get it done and get it out there as soon as I possibly can at this point. Because I don't want to, I don't want, first of all, I just want to have it out and like not have to worry about it anymore. Second of all, I don't want to lose the momentum of, the feeling that I have about this before the, the rest of the world hears it. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Or those 12 people that'll buy it. The, the rest of the world. The rest of the world. <laughs> before it's number one on the billboard charts. Probably not going to happen. But it's good work nonetheless. Um, We cleared out. Did we clear it? Oh my god! You all cleared out. Maybe I'll go to Claire's tomorrow and get my other ear pierced. She came from Planet Claire. She's like I'm masculine enough at this point. Sure. <laughs> and she came from there. She drove a Plymouth satellite. Is that, is that um a faster the than B-52s? the speed of light? Is that B fifty twos? Yeah. Planet Claire. You, you know, know my one? friend mm-hmm. met Fred Schneider and went to his hotel room. And Fred Schneider answered the door in a bathrobe and kind of like tried to have sex with my friend. With you? No. Is this this friend you? No. No. If I almost had sex with Fred Schneider, I would be bragging about it all the time. Are you kidding me? You would have known this story way before this. Okay. Um, Yeah. Good old Fred. Planet Claire? (laughs) Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. (laughs) Do you love, love, love turning purple? Do you love it so much? Can you not get enough of the dulcet tones of our sensuous voices? Well, I've got amazing news for you. Fantastic news, y'all. You can get even more on our after show, After Hours. After Hours. Now available at patreon.com slash turning purple. An extra hour every week. Every week of the Kiki and the carry of it all, darling. So subscribe to our Patreon and you get, not only do you get After Hours, but you also get access to our entire catalogs of musica. Music. That's right. You can get all of our tracks and an HQ, ex- darling. HQ. 
and an extra hour, an extra episode every single week for the low, low price of $10 a month. That's not a lot. It's not that much. It's really not that much. So support us on patreon.com slash turning purple. How does she do it? How does she do it? How does she do it, girl? How does she do it? So we've decided this is going to be a segment about funky. Those crazy funky, artists. Those crazy artists. Artsy funky, fartsy. Artsy fartsy. Uh, My mom strange called me artsy creative processes. Time. Artsy fartsy? Yeah. Well, la da <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, uh, la da We came across something that I thought was particularly funny, and maybe and uh, something that would not work for me. But uh, Mister Douglas Adams, Douglas Adams, uh, the, the, the author, author of uh, the only book series that I've actually ever, ever read. One of the few book series that I've actually read. Ah. Uh. I have not. I've listened to a lot of books on tape. I've, I have a book uh, on tape, you know, but I'm not a huge reader because you don't it know how to gives read. Gives me a headache. Um, but when I was younger, God, I I just jammed through those books. They're so good. I read the whole series hmm. in a matter of a very short amount of time. Could not put them down. Uh, so yeah, I love me some Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, darling. And uh, well, apparently. Miss Douglas Adams <laughs> had a little procrastination problem. A huge procrastination problem. And her publishers were not very happy about it um, because they were like, bitch, there is coin to be made, Heeny. Mm-hmm. And they basically um, kidnapped him and held he, him against his yeah. will. So they were like, <laughs> so they were like, you know what? You I'm ain't coming leaving. over to your house. Well, on two separate occasions, they employed two different, different techniques. publishers. Yeah, and the first publisher apparently got him a hotel room and locked him in there, and only let him come out for supervised walks. Yeah, so that he wouldn't run away. Because <laughs> otherwise, he would run away like like a little puppy. He's basically in writing jail. Yeah, he, he put it. They, they put him in writing jail, and then the other time, another time, they uh, the publisher came over to his house and would like drag him out of bed, prop him up in front of the typewriter, and sit next to him, and basically like, be like shame him verbally I into don't writing. Hear you typing yeah. verbally, verbally shame him until he wrote. That sounds absolutely. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, but it's I mean, he produced some really great work. Yeah, but it's weird but that like it's. I don't know that I, don't I know could if it's weird or it's sad that he could be that successful and like not want to just get it done for himself. You know what I mean? Like, not be like, let me write this book and make another million dollars. You know, um, that he had to have somebody like basically force him to do it. It's sad. It's kind of sad. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of whether or not, like, how 
Oh, maybe sometimes that would be good to make some to have you to have someone make you do stuff. Maybe. Well, I mean, you're kind of doing that right now because you were like, okay, I've only got this time frame where I'm going to have time to do this. I'm doing so it for now. My, I'm doing it for myself now. Let me get this done. You know what I mean? Not the last ten years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You could have done any of these things at any point. But yes, Adam. You didn't do I it know until crunch time <laughs> when you felt like you had to because you weren't going to have the option otherwise. Yes. So Thank you, you kind of did it to yourself. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I think you can relate. Yeah, I can relate. Um, I mean, I I think that uh, yeah, I don't I don't want anybody like making me like tapping on my shoulder, being like, "Time to write another song," but. I kind of set up my schedule in that way sometimes where I'll like go, like when I was writing songs in Poland for the company, I could have written the songs at home and not gone into the studio. But I knew that if I went into the studio, I would write the song, I would get a song done and I would get it done as fast as possible so that I could leave and go do something else. You know what I mean? Erica. Yeah, <laughs> she's looking at the fly. <laughs> I hate them. Um, I've killed like ten of them. <laughs> so it was kind of like, so it was kind of like a time management thing, because I'm like, I know if I go there, I'm gonna get this done, and I'm not gonna let myself leave until I'm done. So if I'm at home, I could do it at any point. Maybe I'll do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Maybe I'll do it three weeks from now. You know. But I would make myself go into the studio because I knew that I would get it done that mm. day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I feel like I kind of like scheduled myself into forcing myself to get things done. I don't know if I would particularly, I, don't, I wouldn't care for the verbal shaming. No, I mean, I don't want anybody else making me do it. I can do it for myself. I can shame myself better than anybody. Trust me. But oh, I believe you. But maybe <laughs> uh, I believe you. You know, yeah. Like, and plus, like, someone locking you in a hotel room and then only giving you supervised walks. Like, they really—he really was like a prisoner. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. It is crazy. He got the job done though. As long as it works, you know, whatever works. <laughs> it's like grimes in it out. I suppose. I mean, if it was my sole job, I don't think I would mind. You don't think you would mind someone making you do it, or you think you would mind doing it in the first place? I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being like taken to a hotel room and just someone there making sure that I did it. Or like not letting me leave, or you know, not not letting me abscond mm-hmm. and like not produce. I could see that. I could get down with that probably, but I couldn't have anyone in the room with me 
directly like shaming me. Yeah. That I mean, it's like, like that seems like a lot. You you saw that Whitney Houston documentary where the guy basically like from the record label would was working with her for three years or something, and they only were they only went into the studio f- like ten days out of those three years because she was like doing so many drugs at the time. She just like would not call him back for a week. And but like his whole job was to just get her in the studio and get songs recorded. This was, I don't even know, like it, I don't even think it became an album because there wasn't enough material. I mean, she had a 10 year period where she didn't release anything, yeah. Um, and I think that was the period that he was supposed to be like getting her in the studio. And it just, she was just like, it just wasn't happening. Or she would get in the studio, she would sound terrible because like she didn't have her voice, you know? And, um, but yeah, I mean like that, this happens, you know, like people's jobs when they have, when you have somebody who's like a valuable asset, it's someone's job just to make you continue to create stuff. Because you're a business. Because you're a business and people are going to make money off you. No longer an individual. You are a business. Yeah. You're a product. Well, no, you are are the business. Mm -hmm. You are an employer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, someone's... Can you imagine like someone's making a living off of trying to get you to make a living? (laughs) It's it's interesting. Crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. It's That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Oh she crazy. It's crazy artists. Damn crazy artists. Who is she? Uh, you guys probably know. You already know who she is, but we're going to talk about her new because she's got a brand is. new video um, out. She's a good friend. So of, she's on the tip of our tongue. She's of, on the four. She's in the front of our minds. Did you see that? At the on top purpose? of our hearts. You know, tip of tip of my tongue is one of the songs that I co-wrote and produced for her from her first album. Hardcore Glamour. Mm. You guys know who she is from RuPaul's Drag Race and um, all the rest. She's all the rest. Pose. (laughs) She was on Broadway last year. Um, And she's been a good friend of both of ours for many a year. Oh my gosh, so many years. Um, Like, we are talking about (laughs) the legendary. Miss Peppermint. Peppermint. Yay. Yay. I love Peppermint. Girl, you got to get into this new video because oh it is God. really good. Scandal. But like, it's one of those, and it's not just because we love her and she's our friend. It's because it's really good. She looks, oh no, we'll read a French. She looks, <laughs> she looks stunning, number one. She's gorge. She is Vivacious, voluptuous, yeah, flawless. That face, bitch. That is, mug has always been the on. The mug is beat for the gods to within an inch of its life. <laughs> the weave is on so fleek. It is like 
moving. Super. The, that weave is on point, bitch. Yes. That weave deserves its own award. Right. All right. The setups are glamorous. The lighting. The lighting is perf. Yeah. Uh, the dude is hot as hell. The dudes. The multiple There's dudes. Like, <laughs> multiple dudes. The multiple dudes are hot as hell. Yeah. In a very rough trade rough sort of trade. a way. Yeah. Punch me in the face. Yes, girl, I know. <laughs> yes, girl, I know. Um, it's just, it, and the song is great. The song is amazing. The song is so well written and produced. Oh, stop. <laughs> so, yeah, I um um I had the opportunity uh to co-write and produce uh God, a bunch of songs for her. Yeah, a bunch she of actually songs for her. split it up, which I haven't even talked to her about this, but I read it in one of the uh, interviews that she did or something like she's splitting it up into three albums or maybe three EPs mm-hmm. because I was like, damn, how she's many songs are you going to get a lot of songs? Rick. Like, got a lot of material. She got a lot one of songs. Album. Rick. I was like, we have an 18 song <laughs> album. Jesus. Nobody does that anymore. Um, but she's splitting it up into three because it's like the beginning, the middle, and then the, the, the after the relationship. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, this is just the beginning, and she's this is probably going to be. I don't know how full, far apart the the releases will be, but um, we're talking about the, track the first single, "Best Sex" by Peppermint. Oh Go watch the music video on YouTube. Um, I did co-write the song and I did produce the music, and that is me playing. The guitar solo with my mouth <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, She's got a talented mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I, I I love Peppermint because she always like she just continues to surprise me because she, she doesn't tell me anything about what's gonna what what is happening. You know, she just kind of like she gets me to do the songs and then she just like has all this other stuff going on and um sometimes she adds to the song she adds like like a girl she's like always, me she's always we, got I showed you the final version of a girl like me which will be coming out the song that will be coming out on the album which I also co-wrote which is the title track for the album and she added like live strings and all this stuff I was just like girl I was like I could have never like it's like there's like an orchestra and I'm just like, you better work, bitch. Like, yes, yeah. She um, she works hard. She's always had a m- million things in the in the oven, though. She yeah, yeah. But I'm she's saying always like, had everything. Like, she's always had things on the burner. All the burners have always been full with Miss Peppermint Girl. Yeah, she. I don't know. She's, she's the hardest. She was the hardest working drag queen. She in would New York City. back in the day in back New York in City. Day, she would do like two. To three gigs a night in one night. She would do like the early show here. She would do midnight here. Then she'd be up somewhere at two thirty in the morning doing another show. Like, and she worked. I, I stay. I always seven. saw her on the. I think the most over the year. We we hung out back in the day, and over the years we've had the opportunity to work together multiple times and do some parties together and hang out. 
um, and work on a bunch of different projects together yeah. over the years. But I think the bulk of the times that I've run into her or seen her or been able to like speak to her briefly has been on the street. Yeah, rolly case in hand. I hardly ever see her on her yeah. way somewhere. Always, always I, on I, her I way run, somewhere. Run always into on her, her way her. to a job. Yep, or on the train. Bitch used to get beat on the motherfucking train from Harlem. Mm-hmm. That's nerve. Yeah, girl. That takes nerve. I think I did that maybe twice. Oh, she don't give a fuck. <laughs> she does not give a fuck. That dude, that's nerve, bitch. Um, nerve. She's amazing. She really is. She's got such an amazing outlook. She's always had such a Incredibly infuriatingly positive attitude. <laughs> totally, it's really amazing. It's it's amazing, unbelievable. And she would be like the only sober one in the club, mm-hmm. and but you would never know. She was always having such a wonderful time. Yeah, and um, like huge props to her for last year being on Broadway and like a major the first role. trans woman in a lead role on Broadway. Yeah, girl. Like that's like history. Herstory. She is herstory making. She's an activist. She totally, she's a huge activist. I the she has just uh filled I mean she's fallen into such an amazing role in the community and in culture. Yeah, in culture, in culture writ large, you know, mm-hmm. she's just fallen into such a, and so she's fallen into the role so gracefully, and organically, and uh, she's really, she's always been someone that I've looked up to, but she's mm-hmm. turned into someone that the entire yeah. world can look up. to. I didn't even get to see her in that. She was on that like major network show. That ABC or NBC. Yeah. And she was like the choir director uh-huh. or something. I didn't even get to see that because we ain't got cable or whatever. But like, um, I saw clips. I saw, I saw clips, but I wanted to watch the whole episode. I need to go find that on somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's done like some, some, she's one of the, the drag race girls that like did it right. You know what I mean? Like she took, because, she was the thing is she was already doing it before Drag Race. She was touring the world. She had her own. She had an album out. You know, she was doing it. She was already doing it big. She had so big like, plans. You know, and it's big not dreams, like Drag Race kind of was she, yeah the reason the that all this began. It like, wasn't the beginning. It, for she her. was already going 100 miles an hour, and then Drag Race hit, and that just enabled her to like become a superstar. Widen, yeah, that, widened her audience. You know, she had the she had the chops. Yeah. She already had the chops. She'd been doing it for- She already had the goods. A good 15 years before. A mm-hmm. good maybe more. Um, And like- She came to New York around the same time that I did. I yeah, think. it's like 15 years mm-hmm. then. Um, but She's yeah. She's one of the first drag shows I ever saw in New York. Really? Uh-huh. At, uh, at the tunnel. Oh wow! Did you ever see her at Barracuda? Yeah, I just love a queen that can just like hold you for an hour and a half by herself, number after number, just like turning it out, the banter, all that. That's what that's the kind of queens that I live for. Yeah, I mean, that's a queen. You don't need nothing else. You just have the DJ playing those tracks, and but everyone's just like. All eyes on you, 
Just pumping them out. Turn it out. She turns it. She really does. She works it on Monday. She, she works, works it on Tuesday. On Tuesday. She, works she works it on Wednesday. Wednesday. I she works feel it on like Thursday. she works it on Thursday. She works. She definitely it works it on, on Friday. Friday. She works, she works it, it, on it on Saturday. Saturday. She even she works it on works Sunday. It on Sunday. <laughs> because because she's a working she's girl. a working girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I remembered all the lyrics to that song. Um, another co-write, another Adam Joseph co-write. Working, working. That's me. Working, if you hear that song, working, that is me singing. Working, 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 working. She's working, working. She's working. Oh, good times. Yeah, go listen to all her stuff. She got hardcore glamour. She got a bunch of music videos on YouTube, and she's got lots of new music coming very soon. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at peppermint twenty four seven and uh, peppermintonline.com. Get in, bitch. Get in, bitch. If you don't know, you crawl out from under your rock. Crawl out from under your rock and get to knowing. Uh, yeah. Because you need to know. One of the finest to do it in our day and age, Miss Peppermint. We love you, girl. Love you. What have you done for you lately? You know what? This past, we've done it. We had a lot to do. I'm not proud to say that miss my workouts. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Miss my workouts. I miss my, I missed, I I so missed some walks. It's okay. There was a lot to get together to, to yeah. come on this trip. I mean, we were, we're going to be in LA for a month. So we'll have time to do. Get back into some things. Yes. So time to do some No, I'm just saying like it took some time to like prepare, to pack, to mentally prepare, to prepare for all the jobs that we have to do while we're here, all the shows and everything. It's I've been stressed. And I've I've been well, because not only Oh, you have to do I have to do three other jobs. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of things on my plate right about now um and yeah stressful i was like i was determined not to get stressed out getting all the looks and shit that i needed to get together mm-hmm. i could have stressed myself out and tried to do a bunch of new stuff but i had plenty of outfits already i just made the ones that i had to make and judged up some other ones and i brought my sewing machine there's a few things that i would like to complete while i'm here that I can wear later on. Yeah. But I'm trying not, not so to bad. stress myself also, out either. Also, I'm like trying to, in my mind, allot the time to do what I need to do. Cause I constantly like try to do everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And that's a good recipe for stressing yourself out. <laughs> True. 
I also have a huge, like, I was beginning to get a little stressed out. Something that I've been put, putting off thinking about because it was depressing. Um, it was kind of becoming heavier and heavier, but the weight has been released. I was... Uh, working at Walmart? Yes, working at Walmart. I was afraid of what I, the job that I was going to have to do because the, my, the job that I had working at the flower shop was not, as far as I knew, was not going to come up. When, they weren't going to be able to rehire me until the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not the case. As soon as uh, a week after we get back from LA, I will be going back to work again. So that is a huge weight off my mind. And I don't have to worry about where my money's coming from. I don't have to pinch and scrimp as much as I thought I was going to have to on this trip, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I have plenty of money to do all of the things that I need to do before I go back to work. Um, and I don't have to worry about stretching my dollars quite as far, which is fucking awesome. Yes. And uh, has been a huge weight off of my mind. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of stress off of everything that's going on right now. Just mm-hmm. in life in general. You know, financial stability is one of the things that can, that is definitely uh, stress reliever for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, financial stress. Because there's nothing worse than being stressed out and being broke yeah. at the same time. Because then you're just doubly stressed out. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, yeah, it's good. Because we've both been there far too many times. Far too many times. And <laughs> too fuck, much shit to do and, you know, and like, no money to do it with. And no money to do it with. But co- like things were trucking along at such a wonderful pace before goddamn Rona hit. I, oh, was, I know. I was just things. Were I was just, really. Things were really getting this into year the groove. Could have been so much better. <laughs> I mean, we were really on track to do some great things. Mm-hmm. I performing. I mean, we had some great shows lined up. Yep. Um, we were just getting started with our little troupe. Um, performing and Sher- Sherry Vine had just added to the like come on the roster. Like we were, we were doing, we were about to do some shit. I feel like if that would have kept going the way it was by now, which is like less than a year, we would have already been on tour. Yeah. I agree. More in multiple different cities. I agree. Because the response that we got in LA was amazing. The response was, was amazing. Uh, and none of us are dead girl. We're going to get back to it. Yeah. So, uh, but it's just such a, it was such a wonderful, it's such a, I don't know. We know so many talented people that I think it was even much more special than maybe, I think we all realized that we had something special going on, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we forget how rare it is to get a group of people t- together that, that work together. That work well, together yeah. well and yes. are super talented. Yeah. Well, that's that's the problem. <laughs> it lasts while it lasts, and then sometimes it don't last, you know, and then But this particular it's hard. group it is hard. Um, and it's rare. But the vibe that was started mm-hmm. by um the legendary Pandora de Stranger mm-hmm. um and that we tipped into 
Um, yeah. And then added cherry. I mean, it just was a, a magical confluence of events. Yeah. And uh, I, for one, cannot wait to get back to yeah. it. Yeah. No, I would love to. I was just saying the other day, I wish we could, I wish we were still doing that right now. But hopefully in the near future, we will be able to return to live entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think what have I done? Uh, you know, that's been what working. Both, yeah, we've both been doing. I've the been same working. Thing. We've been preparing. Started to come a new here. project for another client. I'm kind of stressed because I have another client that I talk to, and I need to start their project. And now another person has said that they want me to re- to produce an EP for them. So it's just like album, your album, your other album, <laughs> your other th- album, <laughs> another EP. Another remix. It's just like, oh, it's coming at me from every side. I, I, it's, it's a lot yeah. to think about. It, it. I don't know. And then, of course, there's like the pressure in my mind of like, are you going to be able to do it? Are you good enough to do it? All that. Are you good enough to do it? Yes. You know, that's what I go through every time I do stuff. I know. I wish you didn't have to. But so I guess I, I do the same thing. So what it's am I just, talking about? It's just that's just it's just you know my little inner demon. You're not good enough. You're never gonna be good enough, Adam. You're terrible, and that's why we do Adam Girl. <laughs> exactly. But that's before, why you got to do Adam Girl. But before we get to Adam Girl, I have a question for you. Yes. How's your head? Oh my gosh, Elvira, I'm sorry. Are you all right? Yeah, I think so. How's your head? I haven't had any complaints yet. Excuse me? I haven't had any complaints. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that good? Yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, there's been a, a couple. I've been feeling very stressed and anxious, and I'm just going to tell myself because I think I've been letting myself be. Frazzled by trying to to do everything at the same time, and I just need to like put myself, set myself down, and just be like one thing at a time, baby steps to the car, baby mm-hmm. steps to the studio, because <laughs> it's just it's, it's honestly it, it, all these things. This always happens where all these things Feast fly at me at the same time. And for honestly, fortunately, this year it's been pretty consistent, which is amazing. Yeah, that like the work keeps coming in. Mm. Um, but it always seems like once I start getting worried about like, oh, I got two, two things to do now, I got three things to do, and then it's like always some other big old, you know, whoosh. Piece of piece of piece of meat. S- piece, yeah, some for some reason I'm thinking about a burger. Another big <laughs> patty just goes on the top of there. Whoosh. Then you put some cheese on. Whoosh. Then they put some ketchup Whoosh. and another piece of bacon. Whoosh. So um, <laughs> I, you know, could have heart failure at any moment. Um, um, but yeah, it's just like I, I've decided. Because I keep thinking about like I should do this, I should do this. Obviously, like when have I had time to do anything today? I had to take a nap. I was tired, mm-hmm. and um, 
while you ate dinner, I was like, let me take a nap before I do this podcast so I can be like awake, you know? <laughs> and yeah. And and I'm just like, I'm not even gonna worry about any of these other projects until the weekend because I can't I don't have time. Like we're working on the show yeah. for the next two days. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think about like I'm gonna come home and like then I'm gonna have to worry about that. Like, you know, it, it just can't I just can't do it. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna be doing that. I just need probably to focus. I mean I don't know. I, I I don't really know. I haven't really yeah. Once once we get this first shoot day yeah. under our and belts, this is new. I'm, like, then I'm gonna. That's also like that's stressful, how I'm looking at it. Know. Once we get this first day of shooting under our belts, I'm gonna evaluate how I feel and what. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I is used to do this all the time, but it it's. It, I mean, it's been a few years, and we're doing it together now. So it's just like it's just stuff to figure out. You know, stuff we've to got things out. to figure out, but I'm. I'm not. I got enough to worry about. I'm not feeling nervous, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling nervous about it. I don't feel nervous. I'm just like I got enough to worry about with this. So you know, without piling other projects on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I, you can't do everything all at once. Can't do everything all at once. I, I'm feeling good. I'm a little stressed, um, because. I don't have my medicine. Oh yeah, it's, it's really I'm bummed and pissed and stressed. If anybody about it. in LA <laughs> knows where to get some good mushrooms for microdosing purposes only, write us at learningpurplepod <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm not lying. Uh, hey, we're not lying. We might we might be able to you know. Maybe we will. We gotta know people that could get some mushrooms. I, I'm gonna. I got. I got one more person to ask. Um, Shouldn't be that hard. But the thing is, it's not. They're not. Uh, they're not addictive. Uh, they're not. It's not turning me out in a way that I'm gonna be have any sort of withdrawals or anything. It's just they make things. They have made things so much better. And my life so much easier, right? And now's the time I'm you can really use that. Now is the time that I would really like to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I know that I can do this without it. Um, it's just a huge bummer because it would be much easier to have to do it. With them, yeah. <laughs> just well, because, like, this isn't the time that drive I drive back to Phoenix on Friday. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could. If I had but to. I don't think it should be that hard to find some mushrooms in LA. We're in LA. We're not in Kansas. I mean, it, depending upon how I feel, I might have to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. It might have to happen. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't think so, though. I think. I think I'll be fine. I'm definitely starting to feel. Once you get, what's the face to send you some? The person that you get them from in Phoenix. You should try that if that doesn't uh, work. Yeah, if, that, if nothing else works, I could try. He, he probably would. But yeah, that's a downer. And it's definitely been... I'm actively having to not let it upset me. Yeah. Uh, I'm to remind myself that it's totally fine and I don't need it. It's just been a helpful tool. Um, mm-hmm. And most people that microdose don't most up, end up going on and off for 
longer periods of time. So Wait, do or don't? Do. Many people end up doing, uh, as from what I've gathered, a lot, like a pretty normal progression is most people phase out of every day eventually, and then the gaps in between get longer and longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's been the same for me. Like I, I don't do it every day anymore. I do it every two days. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did it every day and then I was do, do, doing a larger dose every other day and now I'm doing the same large dose every two days. Well, we know it so, does not help with memory. <laughs> it actually does help with certain types of memory. Like mem- remembering to bring things on with, with you on trips. Not very helpful. Well, the, the one th- the one thing that I needed the most, I ended up forgetting, and that's mostly because <laughs> it was in the freezer, where it always is. Where it always is, right next to the stuff that you brought that was in the freezer. I but didn't know I had to pack for you. It was we were literally you put a, the, your thing in there like the last after everything was packed. I wasn't even looking at that. I was just <laughs> looking at my stuff. Hmm. But I don't think it'll be fine. You'll figure it out. I'm sure you can get some stuff in one way or the other. Or maybe I just won't need it and it'll be totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need it, need it. I don't need it, need it, but it would definitely... It would be nice. Especially because you've been on this, you know, consistently. So now, you know, you don't want to have to like... The the month that you actually have to like be ready to go and like feeling good every day is the month that you don't have it. You know what I mean? It's annoying. Yeah. I'm annoyed by it. But what are you going to do? Just we're going to drive back to Phoenix if you have to. Yeah, if, that's, if I have to. <laughs> if I have to, I will, I guess. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think it's um, even though you forgot your drugs at home, still you deserve a good pat on the back. I think I do. And you deserve to tell yourself. Attic girl. Attic. Attic girl. Attic girl. Attic girl. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going first? I'll go first. This is the segment. This is the segment. This is the segment. 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 This is the segment. Segment. I don't know about that. Segment. That uh, in which we. Segment. Not a French word. In which uh, we give ourselves a little pat in the back, a little atta girl to say this good is job, self congratulations. Self-realization and just love, self-love. Self-love. So yeah, get into it. Get into it. We're talking to ourselves. Yeah, I'm talking to myself and what? Go ahead, Erica. Okay. Erica. Uh Uh-oh. She's already (laughs) (laughs) glassy-eyed. No, I am not. Okay, start again, sorry. Okay. Erica, this week you stuck to your filming schedule and created some more engaging content. 
you stuck to your recording schedule and you made some more music that you're proud of. You prepared for your trip and with one glaring exception managed to remember <laughs> everything that you needed. Um, and have managed to maintain a positive attitude throughout the entire thing. And for all these things, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Good job. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't broken down into tears already many, multiple times. <laughs> um, if there was a Hallmark commercial playing on TV while you were doing that, it would be over. Um, all right. Adam. <laughs> Just saying my own name feels weird. Adam. This week, you created more music that you're proud of. You created music with Erica for her new projects. You stuck to Erica's filming schedule. <laughs> um, you prepared and traveled to LA to work professionally as a singer and songwriter like you dreamed of. <laughs> and for all these things, I'm very proud of you. Congratulations. Oh, that got me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird? Ooh, like, do you ever think about it? Like, that one got me. <laughs> but, but it's weird. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm all messed we, up now. <laughs> like, we you don't stop. Do, we do you love. stop and think about? Yeah, like, do you stop and think about like the fact that uh, we are being paid to be in LA to be professional performers? Performers, and we get to do it with people that we love. Yeah, and we get to do it like unlike anything else. Like the, this is such an individual, like unique project that, like that. You know, it's not like most people don't gotta, ever get. The it's not like we got a part in a you know, McDonald's commercial or something. You know what I mean? It's like... It's unique. And it's something that most people will never have, have the opportunity to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's really it is cool. cool. Aw. Um, I'm all touched now. <laughs> feeling very mushy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... That made me feel much better. I was getting a little tweaked. About your drugs? Yeah, about my drugs, but... Uh, I, I need was, my drugs. Not, not like that. I was just getting pinched, not tweaked. I was getting a little pinched. Not pinched it's gonna anymore. It's going to be okay. It's going to be... I'm not pinched anymore, y'all. Okay. <sighs> Thank you for that, Adam Joseph. Yeah. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, because I used to, in in the past, I used to go on all these trips and stuff, and like I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool. I'm going on, I'm going to do a gig, you know, whatever. But like, didn't ever really take the time to be like, this is it. Like, you're a working musician performer. Like, this is what you dreamed about. It's happening right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it was always just like, oh, I gotta go do this gig. Blah, blah, blah. What's the next thing? Blah, you know? But like, you don't stop to think like, oh my God, like, this is the dream. 
Yeah. You know, like it might not be exactly what you thought of as like being a musician, being a performer or whatever. But just like we talked about, like with creation and the creative process, it never is what exactly what you thought it was going to be. You know, that's a, uh, that comes with maturity. That outlook comes with maturity. Yeah. I think you have to be, I don't know, maybe you don't have to be, but. I think for many people, I think it takes a while to like really appreciate it and understand what's happening, you know? Yeah. Getting down with gratitude is an older, older queen's game. Getting down with gratitude. Getting down with gratitude is an older queen's game. You know, you take a lot, you, the older you get and the more, I think the more loss you experience as well, not to bring it down at the end here, but the more loss you experience, the more you value, you know, Life. The yeah. more you value what you have, the more you can see what you have for what it is yeah. and not take it for granted. I mean, this, you know, losing Lady Red this year actually inspired me to continue and create more. I think that kind of had maybe a little bit to do with like me doing this whole album. I think, yeah, for sure. The lo- there's been a an abundance of loss of late, yeah, and it's definitely inspired me. I'm gonna start crying if we don't stop this. <laughs> you only get one life, honey. You gotta live it while you can. It's definitely inspired me. Yeah. Um. So, at a girl, at a girl, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing the damn Atta thing, at a girl, bitch. At a girl. We're like real artists, Erica. Oh God, we're like so... real artists. We're not, obviously, we're not real artists, <laughs> but we're like real artists. We're very similar to we're a close. real artist. We're close. We're almost there. Very, very One similar. One more gig, maybe we'll be there. <sighs> anyway, um, we're going to just get out of here because we got after hours to record. Yes, we do. And I got wigs to style. Right. I'm it's probably just late. Have to, I'm We're probably late gonna have to do that tonight. in the morning. Usually we do this during the day, but it is 9 p.m. and I didn't even have dinner yet. No, you did not. Um, I might have to. So yeah, the wigs we're gonna tomorrow. end up <laughs> morning. We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> before we go to our mantra, Sunday bulletin. Sunday follow bulletin. us on Twitter at get those minutes. Turning out. purple underscore. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Joseph Music. And follow Erica on Twitter and Instagram at at Erica Tour E R I C K A T O U R E. If you'd like to check out our after show, which we haven't even talked about at all during this entire episode, well, we've got a little commercial we can throw in. There is that commercial. Um, you can get twice after hours, wanted, three times even, <laughs> an extra episode of us talking about. Who knows and whatever for an hour <laughs> after this show. And um, yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash turning purple and subscribe and support us. If you love this podcast and you just feel like, you know, you want to show your support for us so that you, we can continue to entertain you on a weekly basis, go for it and sign up for our Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon. And um, we will we put that episode up. We also throw out music on there. We've got a lot of stuff coming out pretty soon. We're working on a lot of 
new projects, yeah. and we'll throw them up on that Patreon. You'll be the Will first to- Patreon get an early release of my album? I think they might. If you don't sign yeah, up, you'll mine never too. know. Um, so, yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Turning Purple. We love to hear from you. Email us at turningpurplepod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, queries, or concerns, any uh, things, you know, ideas for episodes, if you just subjects. Say hey. If you just want to say hey, if you want to fo- autograph a photo of my feet, whatever you need, <laughs> just let us know. You know what? You are going to get some takers. <sighs> Don't oh put my that God. out in the universe unless you want it to come Patreon, back to you. The new Patreon, Hot Feet, coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think we, I think we got to get out of here. Sign up for Patreon, and please you'll sign up see for what, Patreon. Leave us a uh, nice review. Review Give us, us five on stars, iTunes. Please. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, five stars. We love turning purple. That's all you need to do. Um. To make us feel good about ourselves. If you don't want to give us any money, at least you can give us five stars. Yes, please. Why not? If you made it this far in the podcast, we deserve it, right? <laughs> um, crinkle, yeah. crinkle. That's about it. Um, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you forgetting something? Well, it's only Thursday. Tell me Never to mind. Say. I think I need you to say it every morning. Before we leave you, we have a little mantra that mantra. we like to mantra, and it uh, is something that you can repeat to yourself with us. Step and repeat whenever you want. Yeah, anytime, and it goes a little something like this. Feel the words. Here we go. <sighs> I, I am, am an, an artist. artist. I, I am creative. creative. I am talented. I am productive. I am capable of using the full force of my talents to bring it to the floor, turn it out, and gag the children. Wow, that was a lot of work (laughs) to get that little sound out. Hey, it made a sound. You did make a sound. It sounded like a pop. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready for that one. Good job, girl. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Until next time. Bye.